Welcome back to What Goes Bump of the Night. This is your host, Trevor Jensen. And I'm Bradley Clark. And this is episode 7 of What Goes Bump of the Night's Campfire Series. With this episode, we're going to take you back to our investigation at the Old Licking County Jail in Newark, Ohio. First off, we want to start off with a shouting out Ghost Hunts USA for putting on the event and allowing us to go into the Old Licking County Jail for a night and investigate. And shout out to the crew that works at the jail and keeps it in mint condition and keeps you know making it a historical landmark there down there. Uh, it's a really cool thing. And if you have a chance, definitely make sure you get down there. We're probably going to host some type of event in the future. We'll let you know about that. Um, we're still planning and coming up with an idea there for you. With that being said, all the proceeds that they took in from the event and from the gift shop and other things that they like offered to us, they actually put all that money back into making it a whole what do you want to call it, like restoration project where everything yeah. is either original or as close to the original as possible? Yeah, they, they showed us uh, these doors that are up front, and one of them was gone. They didn't know what happened to it, and then the other one was fully intact. And these doors are, what, 100-some years old, and the restored doors looked amazing. Yeah, and they were these pocket doors that they didn't even know were there until probably like 60, 70 years later. And then, uh, like, from the magic of restoration and, like, all the, the crazy stuff that they can do to make things that are old look good, like, really good and new again, they made that place look amazing. Yeah, definitely. Like, the architectural work when you pull up to the place is astonishing. Yeah. It takes your breath away. Like, it's... It's like a sore thumb in the middle of a modern... No, nah, I wouldn't say a modern downtown. It's like it's like a rural area with a bunch of houses. And all of a sudden, you have a really big, like, like, like almost like gothic, like, castle. big... Yeah, like, castle-looking, like, castle yeah, looking, like, like castle. structure just sticking out of the place. And you're like, whoa. And all the buildings are super old in that town. It's a, definitely a very rich historical uh, area. I mean, we went out to a cemetery looking for the grave sites of the inmates and we didn't have any luck finding them little we found out how to find them when we got home well (laughs) like a little bit more on that cemetery actually it was where some of the inmates were buried but the actual cemetery itself was massive it was like it was huge how do i want to even explain it it was like the size of a whole like school the latest date i saw there was 1806 Oh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure there was other ones that dated back even farther yeah, because the just, gravestones were so that's worn. That's as far back as i seen. And not only that, like, the whole, like, history behind the town itself was great because you could tell that they didn't want to lose any of it and they captured it all very well. Yeah, I mean, they had it painted on the, the walls of the buildings. So they had this building... Uh, with a whole mural of a canal that used to be in between the prison and I'm guessing these buildings that were there. Yeah, it was it was like sandwiched in between, like the like how they had like a walkway and then their their little storefronts and then the jail that was right there. And that actually leads into one of the crazier stories of the night. That's later into what we have to say. So, but before we get to that, I want to talk about Carl Etherington. And what happened to him? Uh, so he was a 17-year-old um, 
who no one knew was 17 years old. He lied about his age and got into detective work. And then, like, because of prohibition, they deputized a bunch of these, like, military people, and he actually became a deputy marshal. (laughs) At 17 years old. (laughs) Little did anyone know. And he kind of got into some bad stuff and well it's all because they were trying to make like he was he was following direction from the like the mayor of like the whole like the whole town but all the citizens were like no we don't want prohibition to be a thing they were like we don't want this to be a dry county like that's balls so he was enforcing it because he was a good guy he just was like the laws are there to keep everybody in place and everything civil and no no problems. So, like, I don't see what he was doing was wrong, but he went into a saloon where there was a, another deputy that had retired, and he got into a scuffle with them, and to protect himself, he ended up shooting and killing one of those deputies. So, that being said, the mob that ensued ended up beating him half to death and then they took him to the jail on arrest, but because of what had happened, the whole town decided to mob, and about 5,000 or so people decided to storm the jail, and either, this is what we were told at the jail, was somebody gave them a key to get in, and they just opened the door and walked right in and pulled him out and lynched him up in the middle of a town over a phone pole, or they ended up just pulling the doors down. But when we went and we walked up to the doors themselves, there was no sign of forced entry. It looked like somebody had just opened it with the locking key and just pulled the door open. And they never changed the doors. And in the entire history, that that front door has been there on that jail. It's been exactly the same. And they keep a picture of what the door looked like the day that it happened. Isn't it right when you walk in? It's like right there, right on the yeah, wall. Yeah, it's a big old like mural-sized picture where it just it literally has the exact picture of the door that the day walk, that the mob stormed yeah, the jail. And if you walk to the the sidewalk and you look at the doors itself. It's it's like a mirror image of the picture. Yeah, it's crazy. I think I might even have the picture on my phone. I think I took it. I think we have a picture of us standing in front of it. Actually. Yeah, I'll have to look for it. We have lots and lots of stuff to still go through. We've gone through a lot of our review. Um, we think we found most of the like really paranormal stuff uh, that happened to us. So we'll kind of just get into that now, and we'll kind of explain the history behind what happened. Um, so this door is kind of why we're going to start off here. Uh, when you walk through this front door, if you were still able to walk through it, and you take a right, you have the sheriff's like desk area and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it, it was basically like his, his office. office. Yeah. And then after that, you walk in. It's actually his house after that. And it's like a big foyer. Um, and then... There's like two rooms. Two rooms, yeah. So like there's this like nice little house connected to the jail. But you can't tell it's there because it's built inside. But that's kind of where, as soon as we got there, where things kind of got weird. Um, what, five minutes after we were there? Yeah, the and time? we were waiting for this uh, girl who never showed up. She missed out on a great time, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, but we were just sitting there and the walkie talkies in his backpack turned on by themselves and now like not to confuse this with like normal happenstance because 
our backpack that we had was not very full. Yeah, and the batteries have been in the walkie-talkies since we bought them and put the batteries in way, way before we even went. These walkies had been turned on one time just to test them. Yeah, and the power button is one of those power buttons that you have to push and hold. Yeah, we got to hold it for five seconds, yeah. So, so that that was really weird. So yeah, it literally. I was standing there talking to Riley. We were facing each other a couple feet apart. I think we were getting a cup of coffee. Yeah, and we were standing completely still. And it was like, out of nowhere, you just hear this beep. And I start turning around, looking around, and I'm like, what was that? And I look at you, and I was like, hey, you hear that, right? And he goes, hey, turn around, look in your backpack. And I was like, oh, you're right. I'm like, this the walkies. Yeah, and as soon as you pulled that sucker out, of course it was blinking, lighting up, and it was only one walkie-talkie. Yeah, it was it only one. Two, it was only one. We should have left it on, see if anything tried to talk through it, but that is true. <laughs> so then we went on and we did the uh, the tour with everyone. Yeah, where they um, went through, told us all the oral history, and showed us basically what we were going to be investigating and what was like, like how do I want to say like. They're like what they called it were hot spots. So they're like, yeah. this is where we have activity. So like, even though the jail in the basement wasn't being used for like, like inmates and stuff down there, it was more or less like the people that worked there were like, we have very weird experiences down here and how, how dark it gets down there. They were like, it really plays with all your perception of everything. And then yeah, it does. Well, and they had a, a glow stick hanging from one of the rafters down there, and it would literally just start swinging. Like, yeah, it no didn't do it while we were there, but that was one of the things that yeah, happened. That was one of the hot spots, but there was plenty more. Too. We didn't have anything happen down there. We did write our names on the whiteboard because we couldn't resist. Had to. <laughs> <laughs> the inner 13 year old. Really, really wanted to write it. We had to do it. They had a green marker. So. Oh, yeah. So you had to leave the pot. <laughs> but then um, what happened after that? We um. Yeah, we did the tour, and then we did the group investigation. Uh, where we went around and they had I don't remember what phasma box. Yeah, it was called a called. phasma box where it's like a spirit box like we had. Instead of radio waves, it uses internet wavelengths to create yeah, a and sound. Instead of making the static sound that you would hear through the. It makes like a. Yeah, it's, it's more like a, a like pulse. water pulse. Yeah, something. it's a pretty cool device. You got to do I it. To I could have done it, but I I wasn't with it. Well. When they started doing that experiment, they actually uh, they asked one of the ladies that were with us to go into a completely separate room that we were in, like that we were in. So we were sitting in like the Fourier room for one of the jail cells, which was, I think it was the second floor. It was the second floor outside of uh, the matron's quarters. Yep. So, so the matron is the lady who took care of all the food, cleaning, and whatnot for the sheriff and his family. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were all sitting in there, and then we had her go, and we shut the door. And well, no, we didn't. It's actually the room that that picture was taken of oh, the, the shadow, shadow guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the room that we probably were seen in. the picture. I shared it on our uh, Instagram and Facebook, I believe. So if you haven't check it out. Yeah, and if if you're like, what the hell are they talking about? It's a picture that just message us. We'll send you a picture. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like a shadow figure that's it's crazy. Being cast on the wall. Yeah, you have to. It's see a it. shadow that casts its own shadow. It's crazy. Yeah, as weird as that sounds, it's it's literally it's a shadow with its own shadow. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. So back to the phasma box, though. So they had this this woman. She was in, probably she was probably like fifty feet or so away from us. So like we could hear her and like 
she had headphones on so she could hear the box, but she couldn't hear us. And we were all sitting in the room asking questions. And unbeknownst to her, she was answering our questions through like the medium of the Phasma box. Yeah, it was pretty wild. So, and that happened all night. Yeah, and it seemed like it was actually like... like Some stuff didn't make sense, but you could just be like, okay, that... That wasn't yeah, like, like I'll play it off like it, it's just like the radio coming through. But other things like you would ask a question like "What's your name?" and then it would come back with like Paul, and you'd be like, "How would you know that I said somebody's name when you're in a completely opposite like hallway of a different room that I'm in?" And I don't think you can hear me because when I did the Phasma box and I put those headphones on, I couldn't hear anybody. I couldn't hear anything. It was just the sound of like the water sound and then whatever voices I heard come through, and. After we did whole like her whole EVP session where she was doing that and like they were like, does anybody else want to try this or have any experience with this stuff? And I was like, hey, this sounds fun. Like I've definitely used spirit boxes before, so I'm gonna give this a shot. Which we'll get to what happened with ours later. Yeah, which is even that more was weird. weird. So they were like, okay, there's a chair at the end of this cell block. Walk all the way down through all like ten or so cells. And then sit down in the chair, and then we're all going to go in this other room, too. And we're just going to sit there and, like, mind our own business and just listen. So I was sitting there, and I was I was listening to the voices that were coming through it. And a lot of it was bullshit. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, some of it was like, what's your occupation? You know, and I was like, this is weird. I was like, I don't know if yeah. I believe this. But then there were some really, 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 like, weird other things that happened. It was like, there was a canal that was next door to this this jail back in the day that's not there anymore but i had not known this when i put the headphones on to listen to the phasma box and i literally heard a full-on foghorn now i was thinking i was only going to hear voices and then it was just like and i was like whoa that that was a boat like i 100 percent know what that sound is so i just was like okay like cool and then I think I got asked like like what my name was or something or like like it was it was like a lot of a lot of weird questions that I was like okay like ha but then I would hear like laughing like this really deep like distinct like ha 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 like laughing and I was like this is super weird like yeah I just I don't think I would hear that stuff just normally through the radio waves so I was I I still don't know like how it all like works in like the whole happenstance of like like electricity and all that but I felt this like pressure all over my whole body the whole time I was doing it yeah and that same hallway I believe is where me and you after the group tour we went back with the girl from uh, USA Ghost Hunts and we were up in that hallway and she said I won't go down there yeah, and, we, no, she and me and you were like, and and, yeah, and like, then no, came back, and she was like, this. "I'm not doing this. I'm gonna head back." And then me and you were like, "Why?" Obviously, and she's like, "I don't, I don't know. I just felt like something there." And then me and you walked down there, and we're, we both had sweatshirts on and like our what goes bump in the night shirt on. Yeah, so we were pretty. pretty we were good. We were. Up. It was a cold day. Like it was. One of the best paranormal days you could ask for, honestly, because it was storming, raining super hard, and it was just perfect. And we walked down there, and I think both of us stopped in the same spot, and we're like, "Do you feel that?" Stopped and put my head in the cell that she was like, "I'm not, I can't be down here." And I, I felt this like rush of like, 
like it's like this is gonna sound like, really funny. If you rub a sock against a balloon and yeah, it like, like more, static, but like all around more. you, but not touching you, it literally felt like if you my took a fork and stuck it into an, an electrical outlet, and then felt every hair on your body just stand up. Yeah, stand. Every hair was standing up. It felt like my sweatshirt was no longer touching my body, and my the, my body hair was keeping it off of me. I might as That's, well have been a porcupine. Yeah, might as well have been a porcupine. <laughs> totally, this is exactly how I felt, and that was insane because I had never felt. Like no, something like that before, like that to where it was just straight on static electricity, and you could tell something was super weird there. I wish we would have had an EMF detector because I oh, bet it would have been off. off the scale. Well, and then we walked away from that exact point that we were both standing at and left the area a little bit. Gone. It totally different feel, just normal, normal. It was just that one area. We walked back there, and I'm pretty sure it was gone. Yeah, and then after that, it was fine. Like you could walk in that cell and nothing. And unfortunately. I've listened to our voice recordings at that time, and I didn't find anything. And I know we were asking questions. I don't think I found anything on the audio of the camera either from that moment. So that kind of sucks, but at least we got to, you know, feel that electric energy that a lot of people talk about in the paranormal community. Yeah, and that was that was seriously one of the most exhilarating like points of the night that yeah. I felt. And it's not the only time it happened because it happened again, I believe, in the same cell. And what's his name? We got his... Oh, I can't remember the name now. Uh, what was that, dude? Um, 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 Walter. Walter, uh... Robertson? Robertson. Fuck. <laughs> Robertson, I think. I did that same thing yeah. while we were there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what pissed him off, though. Probably. That's probably why we felt it again. And then, uh, we we're asking him a question, so he has a horse. What was his horse's name? Lady. Lady. And we got a response, and this is it. We hear you're really nice. You have a horse? Yeah, was your your horse named Lady? Walter, we're gonna come into your cell, okay? So what we think it says is, "Mm mm-hmm, or it was, yeah. But I honestly can't make out the difference because it's so muffled and it's not our voices that it's too too hard to actually distinctly make it out. Yeah, but it, it like it fits what we were asking because we were asking if this horse's name was Lady, and he, he's giving us an intelligent response yeah, saying, and it was immediately "Yeah, it was." After. I'm pretty sure I said it. I was like, "Yeah, it was." Did you have a horse named Lady, and then it was almost like on cue, like, mm-hmm, "Yeah." That's another thing, too. I didn't realize how similar our voices can sound sometimes. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. We probably hang out too much. Maybe. <laughs> All right, so we're going to backtrack a little bit to the beginning of the investigation with the group because uh, we had some really cool stuff go on there. Uh, we had we had a chance to work with this uh recorder device called the pandora a pandora's, pandora's box, box. But yeah it was, it was actually like a panasonic handheld recorder. Yeah. but people say that the reason they got that name is because lawyers and uh, you know college students back in the early 2000s or late 1999s yeah they would use the shit out of these because you didn't actually have to press a record button or anything as soon as it picked up an audio frequency it would just start recording but these are super super rare because 
they pick up like frequencies like a dog whistle or like other things that yeah. human ears can't hear. Yeah. Like it's proven that it picks them up. So it's like a very renowned device in the paranormal field. And so we had a chance to, to use one and they were sending certain people up into different parts of the jail to go sit on a chair and you know do a quick EVP session. Kind of how we do with the Phasma box. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they sent up this birthday girl. It was her twenty fifth birthday, if I, I remember correctly. Twenty like third or something. I don't remember either. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, we were with an all woman group. There one was guy. Other women. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of. And then there was one other guy, but he was with the like the USA. Yeah, the he guy. wasn't really even with them. He was just kind of tagging along with his. He's like I'm the boyfriend of you. Yeah. <laughs> but he was still one of the coolest guys. Ever. He was cool. He was a hockey player too. So yeah, you gotta shout yeah. out that. <laughs> um, but anyways, before we get way too off topic like we usually do, <laughs> um, they sent her up and she came back and they played back her like five minutes of sitting up there, and she asked if they were happy she was there. And they said, fuck you, clear as fucking day. Well, and it was in, like, a really breathy, like, like male voice. And yeah. all the males were standing in a row next to each other. Yeah, we were probably, happen. like, 200 feet away from her. Yeah, and it was, like, it was like as, as if somebody was just, like, fuck you. Literally just like that. It was crazy. I think they caught the spirits swearing at us at least three times on three separate EVP sessions. Kind of nuts. And then shortly after that EVP session, actually, we were in the exact same room doing a little bit more with the Phasma box even. And didn't you have the, the what is it, ultraviolet camera out? And I was oh. sitting on the floor. Yeah, I had the, the night vision camera out. And we we're I was over by this the window, actually, that that picture was taken that we were talking about earlier. I was standing over by that and looking at the group, just kind of like recording what was going on. And out of nowhere this super white flash came up on the screen and did this crazy pattern where it went up and then it stopped kind of and then it went down and kind of went towards trevor and you can see trevor after that happens he didn't hear me go whoa by the way because you can hear that on the video of me going whoa because i was like seeing this happen through the camera screen other than that it was pitch dark in this room you couldn't see anything that's literally all i could see was my camera screen and I said that funny camera screen. <laughs> <laughs> my camera screen got out. <laughs> and I didn't notice, and we didn't notice till after, like, I think the investigation was done, that Trevor actually, you look and follow this light into that room, and he turns on the laser that we had and turns it on and, like, spins it, I think. And yeah, so, like, what, it, what was, like, on my end was I was sitting there, in, in the group and I was paying attention to what was happening on the phasma box and I was listening and I I had this like strange feeling like somebody was watching me from the other room and I kind of felt like I heard something shift or like you know like a pebble or something and I just I kind of looked I peeked in that room and I was like huh it's nothing I guess and I just looked away and didn't think anything of it until like three hours later Riley was like dude look at this and it was it literally looks like a really distinct white like thick but not thick orb manifests like right in front of my chest almost and then flies at riley in the camera and then mm -hmm. he turns left and just dips out yeah it was crazy and i've 
watched paranormal stuff forever and i've never seen an orb so like it's not super solid but it's definitely like it solid even have, like, if it was above it, like, see wings too, yeah right? yeah and it's that's another like thing in the dust that does happen there is so minuscule path. and it has a linear path downward i didn't see any of the dust like floating like mm-hmm. freely or anything um if it was getting moved around you couldn't see it almost yeah because it was so like faint well and there was like a moisture in the air from how it was raining because yeah the whole jail exactly was so that made it already air. not like dusty yeah and it's an open air jail so like you're like, supposed they had to it closed but it's yeah. not like the most like sound right like like do up job yeah so that was just cr- that was crazy and actually if you watched our video um that we posted of us going and checking out that door that opened which we'll get to later um there's actually an orb in that too. When I ask in the video, is there anyone down there? A orb shoots down the hallway so fast. Facebook quality ruined it. So if you really want to see it, you're going to have to hang out with me and I can show it to you on my phone. Because Facebook just ruins everything. I don't know why. Or it does maybe that. we can even upload it to our YouTube page when we get that going. Yeah, we're still working on getting that up. So yeah, we'll, we'll try to get it up to you guys so you can see it because it is amazing. And it. Once it's pointed out to you too, like it's and you, you don't miss it, and mm-hmm. it's pretty 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 good. But the one that happened with the group investigation, that is just unreal to me. I, I still can't even fathom the fact that I and, reacted. To and it. the room that it happened in, because it's known to like, it's it's a famous room. Basically, it has that picture that is like everyone's well, seen. Well, and it. they named that guy. They named him David. Yeah. And they said that he like that he's the shadow man that roams around that jail, and he's not only connected to one spot in the jail but he's like he's most prevalent for being in that room right so it was even more weird which he messed with us later so we're gonna stick to this room and explain to you this room we i think it was right when the investigation started so it was right after group investigation first place we went is to that room because they were all gonna go to the women's cells i'm pretty sure no they went to the basement they went to the basement basement first? first okay um, so they went to the basement and we had walkie talkies and we were going to stay completely separate and communicate through the walkie talkies. Well, we were up there for a while and we were like, ah, let's, you know, nothing really had happened. We haven't heard anything. We had our EVPs set all around this room by the, like, I mean, our voice recorders just set all over the room. Um, unfortunately we didn't catch anything on those. Um, but we did have a weird experience there. So th- the laser that we, laser grid that we had, we showed to you in the live video um we were messing with it for a while and it was a freshly charged battery by the way everything that we had was fresh charged yeah, before we left charged. we got there like six hours prior like we made sure we were set and had plenty of batteries and stuff but anyways we started using the laser and it started dying on us yeah, immediately like within five minutes of playing with it and these lasers are extremely strong don't get me wrong like they can shine a mile and you can see this beam for a mile but like it was a fresh battery usually that lasts me like an entire day or two days like it doesn't need to be charged often basically e-cig battery inside of it yeah and that died right away when we thought that was weird so we're like oh sweet great time to use the spirit box so we turn the spirit box on 
and our Bluetooth speaker died as soon as we turned it on. It wouldn't even the turn weird, on. Yeah, it wouldn't even turn it on. It was like low battery. Yeah, off. and it was freshly charged. Everything that we took was unplugged well, we the moment we left. We in before we even left, too. We yeah. were in the hotel room with everything on a charger, and we are like, we are going to be so A1 tonight. Yeah. And, and hell no. That was super weird. So we had weird things going on. So we're like, yo, let's walkie-talkie down and tell them we got stuff dying like crazy in this room right now walkie-talkie dies yeah wouldn't it, work it wouldn't, yeah it wouldn't work at all for one i was trying to mess like we we just used the channel that they were on because it worked we mm. tested them before we went trying to page her and it's it's not working and it seemed like a couple minutes went by i was yeah, trying to figure it out and i was all like of a sudden it was just there i would be like talking and then it would just it would like beat back to me and nothing would come through on their end and then it was just dead couldn't turn it turn it back on mm-hmm. super weird and well and then it did turn back on they finally were like have you guys been calling us and we're like wait what <laughs> we're like this thing is not has not been working we've been trying to get you guys up here and then we couldn't find them and yeah it was weird and then i think after that didn't we go to the uh um what do they call that the the medical ward dealio the there's this room where it was like the nurses quarters and man it was seriously like another really weird feeling like you'd walk into this room and they i were didn't like, have that at all well i know you didn't but i felt i immediately like, before they even were like okay explain to me how you feel when you walk in here i stepped like two feet in that room and i had the immediate feeling of vertigo and i'm not one to usually get vertigo unless i'm like i don't even know like 30 40 stories up looking directly over an edge and i mean we were we were in the second floor just like you know what i mean like in the middle of a room and i was like i feel like i'm falling like this is really weird and then everybody else was like yeah i kind of have that same feeling and then of course riley doesn't feel it but they were like honestly everybody that usually steps foot in this room has some type of weird feeling about it and it makes sense because it's where they would and i was the first one to walk in there yeah i mean maybe you were just desensitized to it from like like how do you want to say like other other events in your life that like these yeah it wasn't it wasn't as heavy to me yeah where it was like maybe i walked into that and like i could just feel the spiritual pressure it sounds weird saying it but like it felt like a pressure like like it was a blanket it makes sense i'll go with it it felt like i had a blanket it makes sense like i understand what you mean totally i feel like there was kind of a blanket on me the entire night there hmm I felt like, I felt like honestly, everyone had experiences there, but I think some of our experiences were just so crazy. Like the orb. I mean, we were the only ones that had like that kind of technology yeah, too. They're like, bring with us. But it's just crazy that. Well, other, there was another lady there that she showed me her phone, and she had like, it. It literally looked like a Star Wars, and it was just orb after orb like flying around the room and it was oh, like oh really I didn't get to see that oh I thought you were standing <laughs> next to me and that shoot I'm, I'm sorry dude yeah I, I, I would have been like look that. at this man yeah it, it was really weird it was like if you were in a dust storm in the middle of a room and it was like snow falling all around that's crazy because none of my pictures look like that no, and exactly and I was like there wasn't any and I was taking shutter photos so yeah, I was doing was, like there wasn't five like... six in a row at a time sometimes even like ten well you know how like you get the feeling of like 
like if, if if there's dust in the air, like your your body will feel like there's sand, or like you feel like there's like sand in your mouth, and you're like, this, oh yeah, like, dude, I like can taste going it. to a festival, like oh, yeah. walking around that forest. Getting like, the woke flu is real. <laughs> yeah, the woke flu is really just so much dirt in your lungs. Yeah, it's like <laughs> slowly causing you to die of influenza. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, so that brings us into May Varner, who was the lady at the the jail at the time that was running that lit herself on fire which we found out wasn't a suicide attempt it was more of an accident it was more of an accident she was just trying to do it so she could go into the nursing area or even stay warm is what it or even been. just stay warm yeah she could have just been trying to make a fire in her jail so to, to stay warm because like we said it's open air so like they were exposed to whatever elements were going on if yeah. it was a snowstorm out there they were like in the middle of it. Yeah, like they had a heater and everything. <laughs> but it wasn't but, close. But if, if you, you were, were the end, end yeah, you're if you were at the end, you were fucked for sure. <laughs> yeah, you were literally gonna huddle with three or four other people in your cell yeah, and just yeah. That's the only time bubble. that you'd probably be like, yeah, I'm glad there's nine people in this cell right now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what was weird about that is this was at the very beginning, basically, of the group tour and. I was looking for Mae Varner's jail sale. Because going into that, we were kind both of a, like, hey, Kind of a duds of like noticing things on walls. So I didn't see anything on the wall, swear on my life. And I was standing in this jail cell, and I go, where's Mae Varner's cell at? And they're like, well, you're standing in it. And I was like, what? And they're yeah, like, yeah, look, on the, look, look outside. There's a plaque on the, the wall. And I was like, oh, all right. And I looked, and I'm like, oh, wow. I'm standing in her jail cell, and I and didn't even know it. And that, that even is. I was looking for it. Well, and like it seemed like throughout the rest of the night, while we were investigating and whatnot, the whole jail itself was like mirror images every floor. Yeah. So we would end up being on like the third floor, and we'd be like, "Oh, we're on the first. And no, we're wrong. Yeah. And but it we, seemed like we always ended up back, back in, in her cell. Room. Yeah, always back in her cell. We were there so much, like going back through our footage and stuff. We tried to get something there all night because we just kept getting drawn back to it it was super weird and that's actually the same floor that we caught that jail cell door opening or closing whatever i think it was opening i think it was opening too and we were on we had just left her room and like trevor said this jail gets you so confused in the dark especially mm-hmm. yeah, it was that dark. he forgot that we just left her room when we were in the nurses quarters and I think you thought we were on the like mid we floor or something. Floor. Yeah. I think I was. I thought we were in the men's rooms or the shower area or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it, like the whole place was literally like a maze of a mirror of each floor. So it was like you'd have to literally look at a plaque and be like, "Oh, this yeah. is this one." Yeah. Pretty much. But I mean. Shoot, we were just sitting in that nurse's quarter, and that—that that was the exact same. We weren't I, actually being super serious. We no, were kind of yeah, joking we around with there, each yeah, other, like making fun of stuff, and like just like, like literally just like shooting the shit, just talking about like what the next day was gonna ha- like wh- how we we're gonna have to pour through all that evidence. And I didn't hear it, but you heard it, and like, was it loud for you, like the door sound? Because I it didn't even like register on my ears. Yeah, it was pretty loud to me. I remember just like looking at you, and I was like, "Yo, that was a." That was a door. Because right before that, in the closet. (laughs) Oh yeah, because I said that I kept uh, right before that. I was like, I kept thinking I heard a ticking, like something like tap in that closet for some reason. 
it never caught it on anything but like i kept thinking that i heard that and i kept looking over and i think that's probably why because i was like yo look over here but after that like we were i think we were messing with the cameras and stuff and just here we'll play it for you right now this gel cell door and like it it seems really loud on the recorder but even on the camera it's it's not that loud like you can you can hear it on the camera but it's not as loud as it is on the voice recorder voice recorders were ridiculous like they were they picked it up good they picked it up so well um thank god for that um but yeah and then we just got all kinds of crazy about it because We've poured through footage, and we pretty much have pinpointed that those doors were never as open as they are. They were open, yes, but not as far. I wish we could like go back and measure how how what they were at. Yeah. But like after we even kind of ruined it because we went and looked at the doors and we moved them back and forth, and we'll fill that in right now too. So after we checked that door to make sure that the noise that I heard was was 100% it, because there was a train in the area. But the train had, I think, our, this was super late in the night. This was like almost like 2 o'clock. Yeah, it, was like it was like one thirty. yeah. It was like one thirty. The train had already came hours before that, like mm -hmm. around like midnight. And it I was think. more like a chug, chug, chug. Yeah, it was chug, more chug. like, and then you could like hear the steam engine go, and then you would hear the brakes and everything. If you haven't heard a train, you should probably go figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, after that happened, we are like, let's go see if anyone else heard it. Because they were the floor yeah, below us. And you can you can us. hear people talk, like, at the different floor levels. But we weren't hearing anything. But we weren't hearing point. anything because they were in a cell down the hallway from where we were. On, a, on the floor below us still. Doing a candlelight visual, which is basically you take a... Like a flashlight. A flashlight, and you undo the end all the way to, like, pretty much where you have to touch the ends to make... You just have to touch the flashlight, basically, to make it yeah, turn on. to make on. the connection go. And they were doing that, and they were having great responses. Yeah, and they were sitting there quiet as mice, in a circle. Yeah, when we walked person. in on them, they were like, what? <laughs> like, they were we super shocked. Them. Yeah, we scared them. <laughs> and they had no idea what was going on. We're like, all right, sorry to interrupt you, but we just heard a... Did you guys move a door at all? Like, anyone bump a door or, like, do anything because we heard a door move. And they're like, no. And they're like, we can't even move these doors. They're too heavy. And we're like, oh, shit. Yeah, they are really heavy. <laughs> like, we could barely, like, just trying to oh, move yeah. it, like, a probably, like, half an inch yeah, is, like, a, a task. Yeah, of those doors even yeah. move. Yeah, and, yeah, only like, a couple of them actually move. And yeah, everything. and you can't even move them. They're, like, basically glued to the wall from time. And it was, like, it... We walked back up the stairs, and it was it was like 
as soon as we hit the top of the stairs and walked up and down the hallway, you know, like we didn't we didn't see anything. It nothing really seemed too out of place at that point yeah, either. That's when you see us come up on the up the stairs and onto this hallway in the video that the the orb happened. So that's what's crazy is after we see this this is one of the only times in the entire night where we have audio evidence that matches with something that mm-hmm. we caught on visual, which is kinda crazy and it's kinda what you look for. You know, like and we were being super, super like cautious about what we were hearing, what we were seeing, yeah, noise and stuff. Pollution, like noise pollution, like we were super conscious of that stuff. Throughout all of our audio, there was this one thing on the wall. Actually, happened in Ghost Adventures too. It was always oh, styrofoam. Styrofoam in a, in a window, and it was pounding against the the wall. And there was tape on it. I'm pretty sure it's the same tape that Zach Baggins used to fix that <laughs> from like season like three of Ghost mm-hmm. Adventures. No, but what was even more wild was like after we asked that question to those people downstairs and we walked back around and like up and down the hallway and we were like, okay, like I, I don't know what that exactly was. We were walking back out into the hallway to go to the staircase to go back down and it was like. As soon as I hit the mouth of the door, I heard the creaky sound of the door again. And I immediately turned around and was like, oh my god, I heard that again. And yeah, I and walked I think down the hallway. And I re- it was like one of those doors that we walked past. You had to walk around it now instead of walking straight in a, in a, like a hallway. Where yeah, and we have video of, I think I was in ultraviolet at the time that I took the video. But you can see that the door isn't as far out. Yeah, it's out. completely shut. It was probably like a good... It had to have been almost a foot, maybe a foot. Like yeah. it, it was a, it was a big. It was almost difference. like out. It's almost out. It was, it's crazy. Like I said, it was to the point to where like I could walk up and down the hallway before that without having to make any type of movement to get around anything. And at that exact time, after I heard the door, I literally had to walk around a door, and I was yeah, like, "What the was, fuck is this?" It was kind of, it was super weird, and it really tripped us out. Like, oh, I was scared. The rest of the like half hour, forty five minutes that we were there, we were super tripped out about it. Yeah, pins and needles after that. I, I, think, like, I don't even think we left that floor. I think we stayed up there until the end of the night. Yeah, and then we pretty much like held it down until it was over at that point. So I've got one more story for you guys. It was actually on the ride home that. I was sitting in the passenger seat, pretty much passed out. Like, I definitely was, like, tired from staying up all night and didn't sleep very, like, great in the hotel room because I was so wound up from the investigation. But I had literally the most vivid dream I have ever had in my entire life. And I went, I went to sleep. I fell asleep, like, you know, like, sitting up. And then I had my head cocked to the side, like, on the window. And... I went right back to the the jail in like the the men's dorm and uh we were walking down the hallway right when we had the electricity feeling from like our bodies and our hair so you were dreaming about that yeah it was that it was the exact same like like scenario the same walking through there like everything was the same and then as soon as we came in front of the big door that was like like infinitely black and like it just felt like there was an electricity there as soon as I walked in front of that door in my dream, I got rushed by like, it was like, it, like a black mass that had no shape, no form, no face, like, n- like no distinct features. But it was like, I had the, like the overwhelming like pressure on my body, like that it, it was enough to where I was so startled when this like happened in my dream that the car was going through a turn and I woke up immediately out of the dream and was like, terrified remembered everything that i had dreamt of like 
literally thought I was going to like wake up in a hospital room or something from having a crazy nightmare that just happened to end like that. So yeah, and that was that was you the didn't last tell part. About it. You just kind of no, I was scared. Yeah, I was, I was like, freaked. What, what's up, dude? And yeah, I said nothing and just staring <laughs> like, out the I'll window. I'll tell you about it later. I'm pretty sure we, when we stopped at a rest stop. You, yeah, you I was like, that. I now that we're farther away, I just had the most crazy like either premonition or. You waited till we got to Michigan to even talk. About yeah, it. I was I was actually terrified. Like it was like I said, the most vivid, like realistic, like I it was like if you were to pinch me while I was dreaming, I would felt it. Or, like, if I would have gotten splashed in the face with water, I would have woke up and been like, I'm drenched right now. Like, what the hell? I have to change. Like, it was that realistic. It was awesome. Like, I, I've never had anything like that before. And I was like, wow. Like, if dreams can be like this, like, I can see how people are, like, dreams and reality, like, like intertwined super hard like that. But, yeah, it was it was insane. But that was that was about everything that I had that happened there that night and then throughout the rest of the experiences i think we pretty much covered everything that happened to us at the lincoln county jail again uh if you have a chance to go there buy some merch buy something help support the jail yeah make that place better because it's already great yeah we definitely will be back um oh yeah we're gonna have a follow-up investigation sometime in the future we haven't planned anything out very well because yep about a couple weeks weeks. (laughs) about a couple weeks from now now. yeah so we're sorry for the gaps in between episodes but we really appreciate everybody still liking and commenting and everything and it has been so much fun to do this for you guys and we really 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 want to keep making it better so whatever you guys think we can do better please let us know and continue the support because it is exactly what keeps us going. You guys are the best. Yep, and uh, we decided that the next season is going to be starting very, very soon. And we're going to be changing it up and doing true crime for you all. Uh, talking about some crazy uh, crimes and murders and just maybe some wacky stuff that we can find too. Um, stay tuned for that season coming up. Not sure how long it'll be, but it'll be fun to talk about. And... Uh, probably too so all right so we're gonna put the fire out tonight guys and once again we love you and you guys are the best fans that we could possibly ask for and remember to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night <laughs>